feels good because we're always in the shadows of Phil House, knowing that they have the most state titles and they always they're always top dog in the conference. So it just feels good to finally be at the top of the city. this year and be one of the, the, the best team in the state in the CCC after getting blown out. Everybody doubted us. We came as a team that whole week. We had a, uh, a meeting as a team and to come and get this for Coach Smith, Keith Catholic would have won this four times in a row. After, after I cried every night not getting on play at Northwest Catholic. My dad didn't let me go to Windsor. It was, it was, a, it was a big year for this to happen this year. It's great, but we're not done. Great job of keeping us composed. Um, you know, he told us never, you know, don't throw in the towel yet. You know, there's still game left. We got tons of time, uh, and we we believed in ourselves. We believed in each other, uh, and you know, I'm so proud of you know what my teammates did tonight. Uh, and we're back, back on top. So it's a great feeling. I saw, the, I saw the three and I just hit it and it went in. Um, second time being here, I lost the first time. It was a good feeling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Courtside with Joe Morelli. Joe Morelli, the head basketball beat writer for Game Time CT and the Hearst Connecticut Media Group. And at the top of the show, it was championship week across the state. We had conference finals all over the place, and uh, we had uh, probably the best three, excuse me, our best four uh, or so to start. We start off, started off with uh, Nas Jones of Wilbur Cross winning their first uh, SEC championship since 2008. Uh, Primo Spears from Windsor, who, weather, who who was just on fire in the CCC final against the, uh, number two East Catholic, but was able to hang on after a fierce East Catholic rally to win their first championship in, in a few years. And then you had uh, in, over in the FCAC, James St. Pierre, the star of Ridgefield, leading them back from like a double-digit deficit in the second half to win their first title uh, in their second title in three years. And then, of course, the big one, Maximus. Edwards from Benel, who uh, hit the three-pointer at the buzzer to stun Immaculate and give Benel the title. Wow, what a great week, and we are just starting the postseason. Joseph, how are you doing today? What's up? Well, good morning. How are you? Uh, two things. Number one, the lower seed all, in all those games won, and number two, I picked every single one of them wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, it just – so basically if you are, you've been picked for the state tournament, I'd beware. But yeah. um, we were both at the CCC – game is as good game as I've seen this year maybe in a couple years um yeah it was great you know wins are just the way they played in the first half nobody would have beaten them and the way East Catholic played in the second half nobody would have beaten them it was just one of those great games between two titans honestly if I think if they play another minute I think East Catholic wins or goes to overtime and if you look at what Luke's uh, rally East Catholic coach said in those three plays at the end of the game hmm. could they have been called I mean could we be 
could they have gone over time? Yeah, I mean, was I mean, you had the video. We both had video of it. You had a better angle than me. Jalen Hunter with the three ball. They gave him the one and one. He misses the lat in the second free throw intentionally. Contact, no call. Ball goes out of bounds, and then they can't they can't put less than a second right. on. Which I thought clock. was the biggest issue of those. Yeah, games. so they put point nine, and it should just put a second on, and then. I mean, obviously, it didn't seem like there was a point nine seconds if you watched the video to when he gets and shot off. But it was also the block. They thought it was a foul. So, regardless. Yeah. It looked are- like it looked like they started the clock on the inbounds rather than the catch. Like, I know point nine is nothing. But, like, you, you expected a beat before he got that shot off. Yeah, and it, it didn't feel like it was. But, re- listen. The other I mean, stuff I think they were completely yeah, wrong it, about. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are you sure you thought it was one? We thought it was one on one. Oh, it was definitely on the floor. It was on the floor. Oh, it was totally on the floor. I listened to the video of mine. You could hear the whistle before. Some people think he was in the motion of shooting. People have told me watching the same video of yours. He 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 drove inside the three point line, and was and the Windsor kid jumped up and made body contact with him, and the ref blew the whistle on that, and then he stepped back and then threw up the three. You're talking about the one when Joey passed him in the corner. Yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah, Jalen Edwards. The, he had already come to the paint. He, had, he drove in, and, and then, then they're like, went, well, his foot up was on the line. Yeah, but the then, he, then he went back out? Then he went back out, but oh, the ball, okay. but the foul was on the body contact when he drove inside, okay. not when he dropped, stepped back and took the shot. I don't know where everyone, all the East Catholic people coming after me because I took the video. I'm like, dude, it was right there. It's, it's pretty obvious. All the sports writers and people with no skin in the game, they're all like, look, that was a floor foul easily. Now you want to say there's... Funny, co- I didn't get the same complaints. Because <laughs> my angle obviously wasn't as good, but... Well, I mean, I, I was is. right It was right in front right, of me. Right, I know. But, but uh, the, the, the one I think they had a slight beat up, beef on was the rebound after the, the intentionally missed one-on-one. Uh, you know, was there contact there? Could they have got... Yeah, there, there, there was a little bit there, and then... That whole mess with the clock. But how many times have we seen the referees don't make those calls in those sense instances? Whether it's no, sometimes they, you know, yeah, they let don't, them play. Let them I don't think play. there was enough to sit there and merit that. It was a loose ball. I don't think there was enough, but it, they gave the ball back to East Catholic. Now, if you want to argue about the clock, yeah, all right, well, I argue. Listen, these are two programs that don't like each other very much. Coaches that don't like each other. You listen, if you heard Kenny Smith on the podcast, he basically inferred about Catholic school, and and obviously the Catholic was. You can tell it was uh, he was talking about them and Sacred Heart. So yeah. the programs they don't like each other. No, it's just the way it is, and which makes the game better. Yeah. and I'm not going <laughs> to take away from what Windsor was able to do that night. They won the game. They're in opposite brackets, so the only way they can meet in Division One final would be at Mohegan Sun. So yeah, which would be tremendous. Can they yeah. get there though? That's yeah, the question. I, I don't know. I, I didn't pick it, but I didn't pick either one to be there. But mm. that means it means it'll probably happen. We'll get so, to your predictions yeah, a little later. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but joining yes, us a little bit later will be the will be the, Ke- uh, the uh, Wilbur Cross coach Kevin Walton. His first state SEC championship. I mean, as you mentioned, the last one was 08. Uh, you Reynolds could, was there, and uh, and you could tell, man, they were f- <laughs> they were fired yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, we obviously when you're writing and there's so much commotion on the floor and they're playing once every morning i'm trying to get interviews and stuff and he didn't catch a lot of the tv interviews but i got him after everything and you could just tell the, the relief and the joy and having known kevin from his days at career girls i mean he's i mean he's won championships with the girls and it's so much harder with the boys no mm-hmm. no disrespect i mean it just is and crosses there just aren't as, as many g- good girls teams as there are good boys teams. Well, he has listen. Cross has won a state championship since I believe '85 or '84, off the top of my head. Mm. And the last final they were in was in 2003, which was my first year in the B. I remember like it happened yesterday. Northwest Catholic gets a shot at the buzzer. Uh, kid went to Maine, but Brush. Uh, I forget his last name, but anyway, um, they outplayed thoroughly 
Murray of West Haven. If you didn't know anything about either team going mm-hmm. to that game, you would have thought Cross was the better team. They yeah. were quicker to the ball. They let, Notre Dame kept shooting threes. That's what their game is, but they just weren't making them. Connor Rains was in foul trouble. He was never in the game, finished with five points, and then they only scored 40 points. You're not going to be anybody scoring 40 points. I mean, even the shoreline game, they scored 52-46. So it's just they play, They picked that the was, worst time to play their worst game. That was game. their lowest output of the season yeah, by, and, by two points. And Cross played a great SEC tournament. They beat Cheshire. They beat Amity, coming from behind fashion. And Both beat, very good teams. Yeah, so, I mean, and now they get Hill House tonight, and we're going to talk about that with Kevin Walton when he comes on. Um, right from the fi- frying pan right into the and, fire. And the winner gets Notre Dame West Haven. Unbelievable. Which Tomorrow is... night, supposedly. So I, I think they're going back-to-back because we're taping this on Tuesday. Almost <sighs> everybody didn't play yesterday. Obviously, uh, superintendents, because of the, no school, no play, or they just didn't have, couldn't, whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So um, FCAC, I was not at, but obviously I know Danby was up 14, and Redshield made a great comeback. And James St. Pierre's had a, had a great yeah, tournament. Yeah, what a career. Yeah, he's had a great career. He's a great tournament. Um, kudos to Richfield. It's the second time in three years. Danbury was defending champion. That's a tough way to lose. I don't know how they got to bounce back. And I figure off the top of the head, they, I, they open with, I don't remember, in the state tournament. I have it here. They open with... Uh, I don't even have it in front of me. You probably know. I, don't, I'm, I just kind of wrote down the teams I thought would win. Are you so, talking, about, talking about Richfield? No. Well, Richfield's playing Immaculate. That I don't remember. I just don't – I think Danbury's play, – oh, Danbury's playing Simsbury. That's right. what they're playing. Yep. And that's an interesting game because Simsbury's a team that's tournament tested, and they were in Division Two last year as a top seed, and now they're in one. Um, and then we go on to uh, the other one was, um, hey, Maximus Edwards, who I actually went and watched last night against Ledger just because I was – Happened to be in the neighborhood, and I wanted to check out Max. And he had, a, he had 26, a number of monstrous dunks in that game. But obviously to hit the game-winning shot, and as uh, Nelson Mingachos, the Amaka coach, said, I mean, how much better can you play? Can you hit a great shot? I mean, they play the game plan they want. They, the, the, uh, you keep Bunnell, who loves to run up and down in the 50s, you, you've done well. And, but Bunnell won the championship, and, yeah. um, you know. And An amazing, I mean, that's. Yeah, anytime it's a you have a, Yeah, he, and he didn't even need a three. That was the thing. He had three seconds, though. He, that was a great time to take it. I mean, if he had gone maybe a couple steps further, maybe it's a better. But you know what? You feel it. You're feeling in the moment. Right. You're just like, I, I just shot it. And, uh, and that thing went in. And I loved all the videos coming out of that game that night. Uh, the, it was, hey, Ryan Lacey did a nice job. Bro. Yeah, he did Ryan a really Lacey, nice job. Yeah. I know yeah. the Stratford uh, sports site did a nice job uh, where Ryan's video showed him racing, basically doing a big, whole big U-turn. Yes across the gym, and then we had a, you panned over to the right, and you could see the crowd bursting at the seams trying to get out on the, the floor, and all these security guards trying to stop, and then just kids leaking through and then jumping all over each other, and then they, then all of a sudden here comes Max Edwards and the whole team again pushed up against the other side. Oh, it was a tremendous, tremendous moment. Well, it wasn't – it was February, but it felt like March. Oh, it's March. And, and that's what it is. And then obviously I got to see the shoreline final – on Friday, and um, you also saw the ECC final, Mohegan Sun. Well, yeah, right. Well, shoreline final. Just, I mean, Cromwell has the state's longest winning streak of 27 games. They're going to get either St. Joe's or Ansonia in division for a tournament, so that should be an interesting first round. But that, Saint I mean, Cromwell was down eight. Their big man was in foul trouble. They came back, forced overtime, and uh, and now they beat Old Lyme. They held Old Lyme without a field goal. Uh, again, a good atmosphere on the shoreline. 800 people, or however, maybe close to 1,000, I should say, at uh, Polson Middle School, which is where Han High School plays mm-hmm, right. their home games because Han High School gym is is not big enough. Um, 
and getting back to the ECC, yeah, I, there were people who questioned uh, because it's uh, – and I understand why, because the, you want the destination to be the, the Mohegan Sun and playing there maybe right. loses a little bit of luster. But if they got 3,000, over 3,000 people, I think it was a good uh, it was yeah. a good move. Obviously, Waterford brings a lot of people. And, and actually, they all do. And, and Waterford was the best team there, and St. Bernard won the uh, – Division two tournament and uh, they won their game. One of the few teams that played last night, they they beat Massick. Um, so that's a nice idea, and I'm sure they'll probably do it again. I mean, you know, if I was I was skeptical. I think I even said it here. And Keith O'Brien, when Keith O'Brien, the, the sports doctor, yeah, when was he was here, I was. I, I yeah. didn't care either way. I mean, I didn't. And I even said last week, I I didn't think that I thought the league lost its luster, especially when Dev Ostrowski went down for the season. Yeah, I think th- there's some truth to that. But if you have over three thousand people, I think it's, yeah, it's a win. It showed us, yeah, they showed us that it yeah. is viable, and certainly uh, there's an interest there, and I think it's a good job by the ECC. And if, if Dev had that. played in that game, they probably get another thousand. Yeah. Maybe. If but, it was Waterford East Lime, I think you probably would have got another thousand. Yeah. So listen, it's in their backyard. That's their spot. I don't have a problem. Now that I think about it, now that I saw the turnout, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's a really good idea. So, right. you know, yeah, is it going to be as special for those kids to make the Mohegan Sun? No. But you know what? If Mohegan Sun's going to have you, then you might as well be there. So right. uh, just a great week overall for the conference tournaments, I thought. And now we jump into the, the big one. This yeah, and all our, my picks are up on Game Time CT along with 10 things to look for and five players to watch. And just so we understand, this is the format we've had from the, the days of New Haven Register and then we're carried over to Hearst Connecticut Media. We try to keep it. It's 15 different things to look for. Listen, there's 100 different players we can yeah. populate. There's a, many different things. You try to be cute with some of the ideas. Um what did you do? Get a little flack from me? No, your no, picks? no. I didn't. Actually, I didn't. And, and then if I did, fine. That's because my picks have been were awful that day. So I, I don't care. But what I'm saying is, it's not. A sh- it's not a slight to anybody else if you don't get mentioned. If you if you feel slighted and you picked against and you use the motivation, great. But um, you want to start with Division Five really quickly before yeah. we get to our guest. I mean, Division Five. I mean, well, uh, yeah. Let's well, just... I'm just gonna go final. I mean, I'm not going to hold the whole. I mean, Coventry. Um, I don't have the top bracket. You have the bracket in front of me. Yeah, I have it right here. Sorry, I'm not speaking to my microphone. Right. Top C was innovation. They're in the was it C R A L? Is that their H V A L? Yep. No, they're the C R A L. Okay, and they they had a great. They've flown under the radar, as I mentioned, and I have them in the final four. People aren't aware of them. I mean, they're a very athletic team. From I have not seen them in live. I've seen tape, but highlights. I'm so I'm going blind myself. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's, I haven't been to New Britain to see him. It's the way you can't get to everybody. Uh, I have Valley. I kind of went chalk here. Old Lime, Summers in the bottom half, Valley, Innovation in the top half. Um, I, I picked against the four seed. Who's the four? H-team, H-T. No. Four is Nanawag. Yeah, I pitched, picked against Nanawag in the Berkshire. But, uh, and I have Old Lime winning it. Now, yeah, they've been tough against Cromwell this they, year. Yeah, and they, I mean, obviously, again, it's Division 5. I mean, I know there's been critique of whether it should be three divisions or four divisions, but, you know, can O-Line win five? Yes, they have a veteran team. They shoot the three. They have leadership. That they, they were in that game. Like I said, they were played a very good game. They just didn't shoot it well in overtime. And uh, um, can Valley get there? Sure. Can somebody yeah. else get I mean, is it possible somebody like Cogginshaw? I mean, I, Morgan? Uh, Probably not. I, if I had to guess, it was – Seas are going to hold the form. Yeah, I I, 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 love, I love Valley at five there. They got a bye. They got Canter Tech yeah. Derby in the first round. Potentially Nottawaga. You know, I, 
Could they be in the final? Absolutely. Yeah. They, they, they I mean, they, it's it. not. It hasn't been one of their better teams. I mean, one of their great it's teams. Not a vintage Valley team, right? But but can they win Division Five? Sure yes, they could. They can absolutely. Which yeah. All division right. Five. Now, division I, <laughs> Division Four. Okay, Division Four. Right. Problem one we talked about was the top seed. Now they get you the St. Joe's and Sonia. Now all the talk we've had, we've we've talked about this, or I used I have. We didn't think St. Joe should be in four. Well, they're there, mm. and Cromwell's going to have to play Get them out. most likely or in something. But, yeah, but they're there. So regardless of what we think, and then we talked about New Canaan, and they're there in the four seed. Okay, yep. Uh, Put Valley in. and All right, but go ahead. All right, so they're the four. St. Bernard's the five. That's a great four or five matchup possibly. Um, Canaan for St. Bernard. And Stonington, the team that lost to St. Bernard in the ECC final, they're the, uh, I believe, the eight seed, nine. Yep, eight. Yep. So, again, I don't have the computer in front of me. I'm doing it off my notes, so forgive me for that, but that's fine. Classical Magnus, the two, but man by the name of Robert Simmons, had the 59 points in one game this year. They're the two, the kind of the unknown team. They lost the one game to uh, Atwamogo. Maybe people have a question, they haven't played anybody. They got Law in their half of the bracket. Yeah, I love had, Law there. I mean, a lot seven. of people do. Uh, I pick Classical to win that game. Law could easily win it, but um, I we'll see. I mean, Law, the best team they played was Hamden, obviously, who was a very good team. The, the other next best team they played was West Haven. So we'll see how good Law is. Um, can they make a run to the final? Sure. Bob Haft's wide open. I mean, I have Sheehan beating Granby. Granby's taken note. They've already let me know. And Granby's a tough place to win at. So Sheehan's going to, assuming they get by Goodwin second, I'll assume will. they will. Sheen's going to have a tough game at Granby. Granby's a tough – I've seen teams in the past struggle up there in the tournament. So, But I have Sheen going into the Final Four over Canton as well, and I have Classical, New Canaan, and Cromwell, and I have New Canaan winning it all over Classical. Now, will that beat, will go over very well? I don't know. I'm sure New Canaan could care less. They're trying to win a state championship, whether you believe like it, don't like it. means a lot to you. doesn't mean a lot to you. doesn't matter because the Rams – and I'm sure Mad Dog Russo will be there because his son plays on the team. So I, 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 I'm sure nobody really cares outside of, in New Canaan as long as they can get there. But to get there is going to be hard. And Cromwell's pretty good. But I'm not sure how good the shoreline is this year on on the whole. So we'll see how. I mean, I picked against Cromwell in the final. O-line, I picked O-line, so and he noticed too. So regardless, it's going to be a great Division Four yeah. tournament. I could even see, you know, St. Joe being Cromwell in the first round, in that second round. What's that? St. Joe or Anson. I could, you know. It's St. Joe's could get to the final. I mean, it's yeah, possible. Because the schedule they play, they don't but I don't this is, there. Right, but this is not your St. Joe's right. from. Well, I know that. It's not that team. Okay. I it's, mean, it, it's, yeah, it's. But they're, listen, they're a team that draw from beyond its boundaries. And, 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 you know, it is what it is. And and that's where they are. I love New Cannon there. I mean, you know, that'd be great. We hear hear uh, Mad Dog talk a little Mohegan hoops. They get there. Uh, we're gonna take a break. And yeah, we'll get to our we'll get to the next three uh, yeah, after we talk to Kevin Wall. Yeah, we're gonna have Kevin on right Wall, now. Who should be coming on pretty soon? And then we'll be back with the courtside with Joe Morelli podcast right after this. Don't miss a pass, pitch or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Welcome back to the courtside podcast. Joining us today is the. Coach of the SEC champions over Northern West Haven, uh, Wilbur Cross High School, first title since 2008. Kevin Walton joining the show. Kevin, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you today? We're doing great. Um, before we get into the game, we uh, obviously we wanted to mention something that happened over the weekend. Um, 
a coach that Sean and I knew well, and obviously you knew better, uh, Melvin Wells, the former football coach at East Haven in the high school, uh, passed away in a tragic, um, wrong way tra- um, traffic one-way accident. Driver. Yeah, a one-way driver, excuse me, in, in Stonington on Saturday. Um, and he, we all saw him at the game on Wednesday. Uh, he was only 55 years old. He had just coming home to, from his, seeing his son in school. And obviously, if, if you watch the telecast and you've seen our si- game time site, there's obviously been a lot of tributes to him pouring out. Um, Kevin, being in the New Haven community and knowing him well, can you speak to what the community has lost? Yeah, you know, um, I think what happened over the weekend, not only with uh, with, with Coach Wells, also with Coach Branham, you know, uh, New Haven – Sports, youth sports, high school sports um, took a huge hit, and the city is reeling. Um, those two men were stalwarts in the community. They were role models. They were mentors, um, coaches to a lot of young um, kids who have grown up to become coaches, become family men, um, and role models to my to coaches like myself. So, um, and, and Melvin Wells was also one of my fraternity brothers, a member of Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated. So, okay. Um, I just want to lift them up, uh, and you know, and we'll push through as a community. But this is going to be a huge impact impact for a long time. Yeah, as I mentioned, it's a tragic loss for the city. Yeah, it is, and obviously, we we heard this, I watched this one on WTNH, and just to be able to speak about your father like that, I I don't know how how he was able to do it because I don't know if I could. Um, but as I said, Sean Bully covers football. He's our producer here, and obviously, I've covered him. I used to cover that Thanksgiving evening game against North Brantford, and he was just a g- good, generous man and a good person. Always said hello. He was never in a bad mood, and, and you know. And I just, it, like you said, he touched a lot of people's lives in East Haven, New Haven, and it's it's a, such a shame that something like that happened. But it's uh, it's really unfortunate. A- absolutely, and you know, and I think that's why we coach. You know. So many times we get judged based on our wins and losses, right. and, you know, a bad, uh, you know, whether it's a bad season or you make a questionable judgment call during the game. But at the end of the day, it's really our impact on the lives of children. And you can see in the reflection and the outpouring of love from the players, the former players, the families that they impacted. I think for me, I know personally, that's why I do it. I know a lot of the coaches that I do back with. That's why we do it to be just to impact the lives of the um boys and girls that we're fortunate to be entrusted with. And so, you know, we have to block out all that other noise. And, and you can remember that this is why we do it, to impact people's lives. And unfortunately, you know, we're seeing how they impacted lives at such a tragic time for their families. So just my condolences go out to their families and all the people that know and love them, Coach Wells and Coach Branham. Kevin Walton from Cross joining us. And obviously last Wednesday, uh, a seven year, seven years into the into your season, into your coaching career at Cross. Obviously, previously at the Career Girls. Just um, talk about what it meant. I mean, obviously, we saw the joy and the passion and, and the way the kids play. Just talk about what it meant to uh, to finally get over the hump, beat Notre Dame, and win that title. Well, um, I hope I heard your question right. You talked about the joy. I mean, you know, like I told you when I first made the announcement, but, you know, that's why we came here. Besides, you know, to impact the lives of children, you know, 
Maurice Williamson, Gerald McCleese, and myself, we wanted to restore Wilbur Cross basketball back to its rightful place in the city, the state, you know, hopefully New England and, and maybe nationally, but really just to kind of get back to uh, to the winning culture, the winning ways of what Wilbur Cross was built upon, that Coach Verderan, Coach Hill, you know, all had a hand and established it, and we just wanted to continue the legacy. So we did that, you know, last Wednesday and going through that. Winning that tournament was the first step, but, you know, it was the kind of just the, hopefully it's the beginning of much more to come. And right, and that starts with with Hill House tonight, obviously the Division One State Tournament. But what did it take to? I mean, listen, to win three games, and, and obviously you you know you've been on the losing end a number of times in the tournament. You've been you know in the semis, in the state semifinals. So you you know what it takes to win, but you also know the other side of it. And the kids knew the other side of it. We like I said, I've been at a lot of these games myself. To win in the, in the joy of having that success and seeing that work come to fruition, how s- satisfying is that, Kevin? Oh man, as you can see, we were you know, we were just really excited. We were excited for the kids um, because they worked hard. A lot of those kids, you know, played basketball year round. Whether it's AAU, they worked out for themselves. But just kind of just to have the ability to enjoy, um, have that experience, and you know, they worked really, really hard from the beginning of. You know, once school returned in the fall, they were in the gym, fall league, workout, working on your own. But just how they just came together as a team and how hard they worked during the season. You know, we had a couple of tough losses at the beginning of the year, you know, losing to uh, Hamden at the buzzer, you know, getting blown out the first Hill House game, not competing well against Bassett. And, you know, at some point they started to kind of, you know, let the negativity creep in. But our, you know, our team leaders were able to, you know, get our message to them about staying positive, staying together. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, all of the all of the negative things that have happened to you as a program, you know, they go out the window for that moment when you're able to have such an accomplishment. And, you know, and I think that's what the excitement's about for us as coaches. Like, we've accomplished something that we set out to do. And the kids, the same thing, but their magnitude is like, hey, listen, we're champions, but for a standpoint of kind of trying to build a program, change the culture and kind of say this is what the standard is and now we've reached that peak in terms of the SEC and and now how do we translate that into the state and that's the big uh, question for us going forward. Uh, Kevin Walton, the Wilbur Cross coach, joining us on the uh, Courtside Podcast. Uh, the game obviously was postponed from yesterday to Tuesday today because of the, the inclement weather, the snowstorm um, and obviously you have Hill House in your gym. Uh, I think there was one other time maybe that we played at Cross, I think, in all the years that you've been there. The game is usually in the athletic center, and obviously you're the higher seed. You should be at home. There was no debate with that. What yeah. kind of crowd are you expecting tonight, and uh, what kind of atmosphere and game are you expecting from the city rival? Well, you know, we were we played in my first game um, at Cross. Oh, um, and yeah, I remember that. Yep. That was the only time we played in the first my first game at Global Cross. We played Hill House, and I knew it was going to be a long night because Andre Anderson hit a three pointer, first shot of the game. So, oh, <laughs> and it kept going from there. <laughs> but yeah, so we're excited. You know, when we learned that to get we were playing Hill House. We, we immediately went to Eric Petowski. Um, Eric, mm-hmm. 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 we wanted that game at Cross. 
um, because, you know, as I told you over the years, whether we're wearing red uniforms or white uniforms at the Athletic Center against Hill House, it's usually a road game for us. We have to get on the bus, right? We have to go over to the field house, and they're there warming up, things of that nature. So we're really excited. We're expecting the packed house tonight. Um, so, so the, you know, hopefully people will get there early. What do you think of this, though, Coach? I mean, you know, what do you think of playing Hill House first round? And then you got to go play Notre Dame in the second round. I, look, I know the, 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 the Division One tournament is tough, and, and they're supposed to be tough, but this is this is ridiculous. What do you think about this whole setup? Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't like it, right? You know, because um, it's a tough out for both teams the first round, and then, you know, you turn around, the winner gets Notre Dame. So I think it's number one is bad for the conference because, you know, our, the strength of our conference loses its strength as we go forward in the tournament, number one. And whoever wins, gets there, I think, will represent well. But I think the committee has to do a better job of kind of going out and perhaps scouting. I liken it to in New York City, thinking about the public school A, double A division mm-hmm. with Lincoln and Jefferson and South Shore, you know, Whatever those guys, whatever their record is, you know, they go out throughout New York City and start seeding people and ranking people, and they don't hurt them, right? So I think what it does for us coaches, we played a very challenging schedule, right? We went out and got Bassick. We went out and got Hamden. We went out and got New Britain. Um, I forget who the fourth one is, Weaver, right? And whatever our record is there, we could go out and get a cupcake and guarantee home games at first uh, by in the first round, mm-hmm. but that wouldn't be good for competition, you know what I mean? So I think the committee, if they're going to continue to have this tournament, I think they're going to have to do a little more work than just going on based on people's records and things of that nature. I think the other thing is, I think the real elephant in the room for me is, I think having us compete in the same tournament as the private school needs to be addressed as well. Mm. And I think the simple fix is, you have if you're going to do D1, you have two tournaments. You have a private school tournament, you have a public school tournament, and then you have a tournament of champions at the end. Until they p- level the playing field, and the level the playing field we're talking about is the fact that these schools of choices can go out and get kids from wherever, whatever the mile radius is, and have them competing athletically against public schools who will have in whether you're one school to, uh, school town or three school town like New Haven. Um, the playing field is not level. Mm. And I, so I think the committee has to do a little more work in trying to level the playing field, but also giving this tournament the best opportunity to have the um, teams really, really compete um, for that title. So you want, you want to separate them. You want, you want the Catholics to have, or privates to have their own tournament, right? Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I think if you, if, you, if you went and did an analysis of their, of their rosters, right, um, you're, you're going to see they have kids from multiple towns, and that's okay, right? But the other thing is uh, the minute a public school gets a kid from another town and there's all the scrutiny about mm. who's cheating, who's recruiting, who has eligibility requirements and things of that nature, you know, so the same rules don't apply. And we would just like to see the, the playing field to be even. And what I don't have all the solutions, but I think coaches need to be at the table when they're um, talking about these things. How about a little bit more of a shorter term solution, Coach? You know, I, all right. Let's let's for plays devil advocate. They're not gonna. Let's say they're not gonna change it. All right. Let's say you guys are gonna be stuck with a, a Catholic division or a private division in there, and you guys are gonna be kind of you and Hill Houses and, and so on gets get thrown in there. Um, how about just getting more teams in this tournament? What, what isn't there? I mean, I know a lot of teams don't want to be playing in this, you know. And I, I get that. I could totally get that. But can we at least get thirty two? 
can we at least like you know give yeah. some of these teams or or maybe even go further than that so at least maybe if you do have a great record or, or a PowerPoint, maybe they need a PowerPoint system if you play a tough schedule. But like maybe four teams get buys and then you play down the rest. But this whole thing where you guys are playing Hill, I mean, I don't care what, what. It's just, it's madness. No, and I think that's that's a great point because we without naming names, there are schools that should be in this Division One tournament. What, what is it based on? Is it based on schools? Right. Right from last year, the record from 10 years ago, is it just because you think these schools have traditionally been powerhouse? I think that's what it is. Or It's a, it's a subjective thing that their philosophy they're using, but it was also the ADs are the ones who told the committee how to do this, and when they decided in May who was seated where, and there's no there's no room for appeal either, Kevin, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, you should be able to appeal down or up, but that's... Part of the problem, I think, they've is an alleged transparent process that the committee is following what the border controls and the athletic directors of the state have asked them to do, right or wrong. Oh, oh, oh yeah, no, there, there is, there is. I wish there was a little more transparency as well because I asked for that. I asked for the vote early on, and they told me I couldn't have that information. Oh, really? And I think we should have an opt out option. Um, because I feel like you just say, okay, no, you have to do this. They didn't look and see how good Wilbur Cross is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our kids just happen to be playing really well right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, but our margin forever is really slim. And listen, I, I, we're going to compete against anybody. But you can't tell me why New Britain, the big, one of the biggest states in the high school, is not in a Division One tournament. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you ba- it, what are you, what are we basing this thing on? And I don't mean a single um, New Britain out because no. New Britain is just as the other team in this tournament. We played them. Right, so right. we know that they're they're a pretty good team. Um, there was so so there were some other teams in this um, not in the D one tournament that should be in the D one tournament as well. Kevin Wall, I don't think twenty is not a, is not a good representative. It's not a good opportunity for all t- twenty teams in there. Kevin Walton joining us. I mean, uh, other people brought up this point. I wasn't warm to the idea, but maybe now it's. I don't think it's going to happen, but maybe we're at the point where we see this tournament at the end of the season see these tournaments near the end of the season rather than in May. Yeah, like a, like a committee actually gets together. Like you know what I mean? Maybe tournament. that's how we do it. At least for this tournament. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, and that's what I was talking about earlier, doing some work, having the committee get out or, you know, hire some people to go out and, and you know, the couple that come, right? That, that couple that comes. Sheila over, and Frank Bonesky, yeah. Right in the front row. Mm-hmm. They could probably rank the – they could probably yeah. see the tournament better than how it's seated now. Right, because they've watched the teams. They've watched everybody. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, like, you know, Sacred Heart, right? You know, they, they're in the NVL, so they play who they play. So, you know, they're pretty usually going to guarantee to come out of there, what, 19-1 and one if they have to play out of state, maybe, but typically 20-0, and 0, so yep. we know what's going to happen with them, right? Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, maybe they need an opportunity to get out and play some other teams as well. Right out of the NBL, and I'm not, and I'm surely not trying to suggest NBL does anything different. What I'm saying is, there are a couple of things that are hampering us. The 20 game schedule, I think, is number one. Maybe we need an increase in games, and number two, the committee. I would like to see the committee get out and do some work and say, okay, you know what, this team from the SEC, um, although they were three seed, they won the SEC tournament. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't be playing. Yeah. SEC folks tonight. Maybe they should be playing someone else in another conference. So maybe you start looking at conference versus conference. I don't know what they right. Start is. factoring those I in. Yeah, so I, but I just don't think that it's fair to anyone tonight that we're playing Hill House in the first round. It'd be a great game, great atmosphere. But at the end of the day, somebody has to go home, and by the end of Wednesday, 
you know, another SET, SEC team will be out of the tournament. Another thing that drives me nuts, Based Coach. on the fact that we're playing each other. Right? Yeah. Another I thing mean, that. In the state tournament. Another thing that drives me nuts, personally, I've said this a hundred times, is I don't like the success stuff. I think that that's just that's a fake way of getting teams to play up, you know? And, and I think that needs to be, we need to take a better look at that instead of like this quantitative thing where you're successful. What's to say that you guys aren't going to be, like, let's say you win the state championship this year and then everyone graduates. And then the next day, year, you come back. All right, you guys are across your division one now. Uh, you, you know, you're up at the top, and I don't, and your team's not a division one team, you know, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Absolutely, and and, and you, if you use our team as an example, um, you know we're going to be infusing uh, juniors and seniors next year who didn't get a lot of time this year. So right, so they're going to have to start learning how to be the leading guy and learning how to win versus some of the other schools you know that. It, is able for whatever reason just able to keep reloading, right? Or keep just or keep bringing kids in from New York or bringing kids in from other countries, right? right? And landing, you know, just happen to be landing in these schools. Um, so yeah, so there has to be a, another way. And that whole plan, based on last year's record, is I don't I think it's terrible, right? Because you know what, like you said, you graduate kids, kids go to prep school, kids go to wherever they go, and you're back to the drawing board. Yeah. So I think they should wait to see what happens after the season. Uh, Kevin Walton joining us on the podcast. Obviously a lot of good feedback here and stuff that we brought up with other coaches throughout the uh, the year. Kevin, like I said, you guys were riding a high. How hard or easy is it to keep the guy I know again when you're playing Hill House it shouldn't be hard to keep him motivated but just to keep stay on that high and not to come down emotionally after that win is it easy hard with all the time off or, or is it what do you think well I, I think um, we'll find out tonight right well like yeah our right guys were in our guys were in really good spirits on Friday so we had Thursday off we got back in the gym on Friday um Sunday and then uh, with nothing yesterday, but they were in really good spirits. Um, and I was able to draw from my experience of having been here before. You win the SEC championship, and then now you go into the um, state tournament. And the message to them was like, okay, you enjoyed it, um, you won it, you earned it, you enjoyed it, but now we're on to our third season, right? Because we talked to our guys about three seasons the regular season, the SEC, and then the state tournament. So now you're in a third tournament, and we have to set that aside, but also remember what got us to that point, right? How well they played together as a team, how well they defended, how our coaching staff, we have to continue to get better. And I think we did a really good job of getting better from the beginning of the season to the end. So the message to our guys is keep playing hard, keep sharing the ball, keep playing for each other. But guess what? You're already Wilbur Cross, so teams come in you come, and you have a target on your back because it's Wilbur Cross, because it's New Haven. Now you're SEC champs, and Hill House is going to be super motivated to beat you tonight at Wilbur Cross. And we don't want that feeling. We want to you know, continue to experience what we felt Wednesday night and really what we felt Monday night against Amity, right? And then if we're fortunate enough to get by Hill House, you're not going to have an extra motivated Notre Dame team waiting for you. Oh, yeah. Right? So – it's up to them, right, that the message has been we have to get refocused. And, you know, as coaches, we have innovative ways to get kids refocused. So I think we got their attention these last couple of days. Yeah, as uh, Coach Renard Sutton of Hill House calls this, this third season, he calls it just the season. 
<laughs> you know, and they have nothing to lose. That's the other thing. They got nothing to lose against you guys. They could go all out, and if they lose, whatever, no big deal. We're supposed to lose. But if they win, we just beat the SEC champs and our rivals. I mean, it's just crazy. Right, and, and so this is huge implications just locally, right? Because, you know, whoever wins tonight has, you know, a little bit more bragging rights until next season. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe me, this the rivalry doesn't end just because basketball season. And this thing is year-round. <laughs> it's long. It's generational. But you're absolutely right. They're like a, they're like a wounded animal, and they are going to be very dangerous tonight. And so we have to be leery of kind of them throwing everything out. You know what? We're expecting them to, to just go all out, make it a full-court game, press it up and down, you know, with the, what they like to do with junk defenses, boxing ones, triangle and twos. Um, but I would like to say that our coaches, we've been doing our homework, and I think I'd like to say that we're prepared for whatever they throw at us. Um, but we'll see tonight. Kevin, was the SEC championship a personal relief to you, what you've been through? And it's not easy coaching there, and like I said, with all the legends who coached before you. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a huge relief, and, and that's a great question because I've kind of been trying to understand what I've been feeling these last couple of days, like – you know, going into after you're eliminated from the uh, SEC tournament in the past, and then now you think I have one more shot to get a championship this year, and you feel that type of pressure um, going in. So I have to honestly say I'm not necessarily feeling that pressure to have to win, but in the same token, we want to go in with the same focus in order to have the success in this tournament. But winning it personally, I think it validated that, we can still coach this game and that we know what we're doing. Um, and that, uh, you know, and it was a per, it was personally satisfying and gratifying. Um, and not because of any so-called history, but because, you know, after seven years, uh, you know, you, and things go in, you lose games that you think you should have won. You start to doubt yourself, doubt creeps in. Um, am I connecting with kids? Are we engaging them the correct way? And then when you're able to have success like that, the answer is an unequivocal yes, right? And then you also help these young men experience something that is going to be with them the rest of their lives, right, and propel them to kind of understand, hey, listen, you know, when I dig down deep and focus, I can have great success in what it is I'm, whatever it is that I'm doing. That's Wilbur Cross Coach Kevin Walton, the SEC champion, Wilbur Cross Governors, who will host Hill House tonight in the opening round of the Division One State Tournament. Coach, good luck. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in a few hours. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me, and we'll see you tonight, and hopefully uh, you know, we'll give you a good show tonight. All right. Thank you very Thanks, much Coach. for joining us. Uh, you know, He obviously did a great job, and, and uh, a lot of emotion. No, having covered him almost all those games over the years, um, I think it's, um, it's nice. I mean, like I said, for Cross not to have won the title in 11 years, the league championship, and it was a long time coming, and as he uh, said to both of us, I mean, when you're playing uh, second fiddle to your rival, mm-hmm. Hillhouse, who's won three state championships since Kevin has been there, and then Cross has not been to any finals, and that's how you that's how you judge certain programs. Um, again, it's nice for them to get that, have their moment, and we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, I think what, what Nas Jones said after game is that they, the way that they approached the Notre Dame game was, yeah, we beat them in the end of the regular season, but we still came in here thinking we're the underdogs. I mean, we, we were 16-4 and four or whatever it was in the regular season. Uh, they beat us the first time. We beat them the second time, but we're still the – nobody – that Notre Dame, that was supposed to be Notre Dame's 
you know, shot. That, that was, was supposed the, to be it. That was, yeah. They were the darling team. And, uh, you know, I think they have to kind of, I mean, but Hill House has got that card on them. And, the, you know, they're the underdog. Now, you can't really say you're the underdogs if you're a little cross. But unless you sit there and say, like, well, they're Hill House. And they win every year. I mean, it seems like they're in a state championship. The last 10 years have been, or 12, 15 years have been. Been, been at been, least six times that can yeah. I mean, it was crazy that the Wilbur Cross had not won an SEC tournament since 2008. I mean, they, they had the most. They were killing the they tournament the first six, 10 and now years. they're tied with Hollis with seven. Yeah. That shows you how quickly it's changed. Yeah. Uh, we're building up to the Division One tournament to make you listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, then of course, you could always skip ahead if you don't want to hear the other podcast. Now, listen, when Mogo was when, – when the brackets – We're doing the, Division Three now. Yeah. But okay, when the brackets go. came out in May, the two programs that people had the biggest problem with, commenters and, and media and whoever alike and coaches, was St. Joe's in four and Womogo in three. And that not not that we Womogo should be that high, but because of their VOAG program, it's the point of emphasis we've had in this podcast, Terrell, if you've been listening. And Womogo, who was a Division Five finalist last year, should be no bet worse than four. But here's the thing. They're undefeated, the second longest winning streak, again, mostly against the Berkshire League, but they have a veteran group coming back. They're the top seed in the divis- division. And I think they're going to make a run, Sean. Yeah. I, I do. I th- I mean, I know there are people. We got Berlin in the possibly in the quarterfinals, and Amistad and Shelton, and teams that could win, and they may very well. But I think Womogo is going to get through with home having home court advantage. I think is important. You think they go back to the final? Uh, yes. Or the final four? Yeah, I, I have them in the final actually, and I probably will be wrong, but I am taking them, and I have them playing Torrington in the semifinals, a team that. Has flown under the radar in the NBL and beat Court Crosby yeah. and you know Cro- listen Torrington Stratford Amistad Berlin and <laughs> it's a that's, tough a, that's a tough that's bracket. A tough, I'm, tough bracket. I am gonna stay with Mogul and as crazy as it sounds, the bottom half is where you want to be. You got Prince Tech as the two seed. They were uh, you saw them in the semifinals last, last year against Waterford. Correct if I'm not correct. Right. North Haven High School. With the kid playing with Delshawn Jackson was playing for Jimmy Calhoun mm-hmm. at uh, St. Joseph's. Yeah. Um, but they had, but they they, they just a, they just put they a, a whooping on uh, Bullard Havens or whoever it was in the Abbott, season. Abbott Tech. For the well, no, the the team came before they scored 101 points or something right. crazy like that. And, and they, they're a legit team. They beat Trinity Catholic in the, in the toward the end of the season. They beat Trinity Catholic. Yeah, at Trinity it's Catholic. N- it's not. It's not your typical Trinity tech Catholic. School. But no, you're right. And Prince Tech will end up f- facing possibly East Lime. So I can imagine. I don't know if East Lime would have been there. Obviously, that bracket had. Uh, Dev not gotten Ostrowski not gotten hurt, but two seven matchup very interesting. I have Prince Tech going on. If Armington's your three seed with Newtown, who was in our top ten for a lot of the year, and now they're it's like a, a tough bracket. It, 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 it's Naugatuck sitting in there. That's why I mean, if there were three divisions, a lot of these teams wouldn't even have a chance, and a lot of them would be mixed in with other schools. So mm-hmm. this is a good Division three bracket. I, mean, I think we, we, half these schools should be in four, and the other half should be in two. Yeah, but they're in three, which really makes it which makes just, it good. Like I don't think Womogo belongs on the same floor as Shelton and Maloney. I just don't. I mean, maybe they'll beat them. I mean, by size wise, yeah, yes. yeah, by school, by, by school, by type. history. But it's a great bracket, as you yes, said. Yes, it's a great bracket. So let's enjoy the tournament. <laughs> we can get through all the other nonsense. <laughs> okay, right, I'm going to sit right. and enjoy the tournament because that's what it, we're at now. And yeah. I have Farmington winning the you whole thing. You want to talk about Momo. teams? Let's. About, I mean, Farmington's that? in Division Three. Tell They're me about in Division Two. They're by Farmington's class L. Good. By if you look at this the, is the eyeball bracket. test, Farmington is L, but they're in three. What do you yeah. going to say? Uh, you know, a team to look out for is Amistad. Yeah, you know, I I've seen. Them talk a couple about times. New Haven team. AJ Edwards. Mm-hmm. They don't get a lot of. 
<laughs> no run because they're in an independent. Right. And I mean, I mean, Bassick and Weaver gets a lot of run because of who they play. But Amistad plays a lot of s- s- size schools, and they they love to be in the shoreline. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, mm. but that would be a, a perfect replacement for for the Creed school that unfortunately closed. I think would be a good replacement. I don't know if the league uh, shoreline wants to have another school. I think they're evenly balanced or whatever reason. But like that top half of the bracket is brutal. Stratford's in the left as a 12 seed. I mean, I've seen them. They beat Bunnell. Yeah. I mean, they hung with Immaculate. Torrington's a five. So it's, it's a great bracket. But like I said, I like Burlington. Burlington can shoot. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Burlington. Burlington get no, the no, nothing would surprise me. I mean, would Mogul to lose to one of these teams would not surprise me. I'm just right. – I'm going to stay with Momogo and see what happens and see if they can ride those seniors. I'm skeptical. And... I think Momogo is a really good small school team. They don't belong in D3. Right. Because they're a small school. Nothing against them. They're a good team, right, obviously. Right. I'd love to see them in Cromwell back in the same bracket. Why yeah, didn't that? that I, it made no sense to me. It was, I, I know, but it is what it is. So Farmington to win that. And now we move on to Division oh, you, you 2. You picked Farmington to win that. I did, yes. Right. Over Wamalgo. So we go to Water. Yeah, no, Waterford. We go to Division 2. We got Waterford, the top seed in there. Obviously, they won in Division 3 last year. That's correct. What do you, how do you see this one breaking out? Well, I think Waterford, I mean, in these games, see, the, the difference between these and Division 1 is you can host throughout to the quarterfinals. So having home. Oh, yeah, that's advantage. new this year, isn't it? Uh, no, no. No, it for did. Division it is. one is, but oh. for these, it's the hosting through the quarterfinals is not new. What them. I mean, I, I mean, is division one second round. You're 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 on the road. I mean, you're playing a neutral we'll, site. Right. Well, that's true. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, Ward is Ward is the eight here. A very good team out of the FCAC, New London. Obviously, having a rough year, but <laughs> at any time you see New London in your bracket, I just oh my you, god, thinking. And Cheshire has had a good year. Um, Win over Hill House. They face Ludlow t- tonight, uh, and you got Manchester, who all their losses are to Windsor and East yeah. Catholic and East Harford, and they're pretty good. Yeah, and the Warburton Career is a good team with Marcus Juan Watson. They're the 13th seed in this bracket, and Amity, who was a finalist in this bracket, is your five seed. And if Swedes hold the form, they have to go. May have to go play at Manchester again, which they did last year to win and get to, uh, I believe, the semifinals or second round game. I think it was at. Uh, I Manchester, but that's a, it's a great top half of the bracket. The bottom half, again, we have Banal who won last night. They're your SWC champion as the seventh seed. You got Glastonbury, who again who lost to, to Windsor in a close game in the CCC semifinals. They're your two seed. Wilton, FCX semifinals is your three seed. New Britain, as uh, Coach Kevin Walt mentioned it, uh, before. Is a six seed Crosby, another team, and he would tell you himself, Nick Jelly, he sh- should be in one. He was shocked. He was in uh, Division Two. Yeah, and um, yeah, they're the eleventh seed. And they got McMahon, uh, New Britain again is awaiting the winner because they played last night. And you got Xavier's the nineteen, Grant's the fourteen. It's a great bracket. My final four in this bracket, take it for what it's worth. Not much. Waterford, <laughs> Manchester, Glastonbury, and Will, and I'm not straying from the top seeds. But there's so much balance in there, it would not shock me. And I got Waterford over Glastonbury. I went chalk. That's the way I went. Hmm. I think Waterford's very good. I think J.J. Brennan has done a nice job replacing Mikey Bissell as the point guard. And those guys play. They they share the ball. And uh, if they can imagine, if they get to Mohegan, I think they're going to have the home court advantage just because I think they're going to bring the crowd like they did in the ECC Division One final. Right now, I think the sexy team is Benel at number seven. I sure. know that's tough. I mean, this is Stanford. That's going to be tough. Or if they get past North Catholic, that is, uh, would be a tough one in, this, in the second round there. But Benel beating Ledlou last night, and you see that dunk 
<laughs> talk about. I was there. Mac, I mean, oh, Max, but I mean, he, <laughs> I, he had five of them. The kid game. is, uh, listen, uh, he has really kind of boosted his resume here, especially in the last few weeks as we learned about him and, uh, you know, the three-pointer to win the SCWC championship. That will live on forever. And now now you make a run. I mean, I mean it wasn't very long ago that Benel was there. And then, you know, but now with uh, with Danny Powell, the head coach, I mean, think about this for a minute. Like, Pat Urena, you know, great run at Benel, and now Danny Powell's got this team going. The interesting thing is he's a former Strafford. Yeah, which is which thing. is even better. Yeah, but like I said, they're the hot team right now, and they looked pretty good last night. But, you know, like I said, this is a tough bracket. And if you could slow them down and play at a different pace, and the possibility with Northwest Catholic might try to do that. I mean, Stanford might try to run with them. Glastonbury will – I don't think we'll try to let him run. It, it's not going to be easy. No. It's not going to be easy at all. Uh, can Bennell get to the final? Sure. Is it possible? Sure. Is, do I think they will? No. Should, but, note, but should note here that Colby Cathedral last year's four champion. Is in Division Two. Is in Division Two. And they got to go to Sullington. And then the winner, I believe, uh, what did I say? Oh, they get um, – who did the winner? Where are we? Oh, yeah, they're fifteen, eighteen. So they the winner plays Glastonbury. Yeah, that's that's a tough. That's a tough. I mean, is it possible? Sure, but I mean, Glastonbury's been very good all year long. That's a tough. Uh, yeah, should be a tough, tough one, ask. but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, again, it, part of this bracket should be with three, and you know, all some right. of these guys should be up. At and now, do we have a drum roll, Set. please? Oh, here we go. Do we have a drum roll, please. Oh, did you pick a champ there? Yeah, Waterford. Oh, right. Over Glastonbury. All right, so now we get to the good stuff. Now we get and to now the, to mention your point, as we wrote Division about one. The, Division one. I mean, there were a number of games that were moved in the middle of the – between the first and second round because people complained about there's not enough seating capacity. And so what they decided, the committee or the SCIAC, whoever, all second-round games are neutral sites. So anybody who received a buy and those are the top 12 teams, no home games, which is tough. Because you're East Catholic, you're Basic, you're, uh, you you worked so hard to get a home game and you don't even get one. I I did think it's tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's wrong because then that means people can't get in to see certain games, and that's so what you're. So that's right. where it works to your point. If you had more teams in the tournament, at least you'd have a home game. But right now we he, don't have that. He, yeah, we don't have that, and I, and I like that. And here's why: you like the neutral sites. I like the neutral sites. I have be- no problem, but it's not fair to them. Well, well, look. If you really look at this, look at there are twenty only twenty teams yes. in this bracket, and Correct. all but one of them has won at least ten games, at least five hundred. Right. You know, the last team, Trinity Catholic, is the only team in this bracket with eight wins. Right. Um. So you know what it is a power. It's what it is. It's a power tournament. What's the difference between you know? And this is goes to what Kevin was saying. What's the difference between Wilbur Cross at thirteen and seven, uh, and like East, you know, whatever. Let's go to the top of that. Like Simsbury fourteen and six. I mean, they played a really tough schedule across. There's nothing separate. Those right? Is that it's you know yes, East Catholic maybe in Notre Dame nineteen and one twenty and zero, and the nineteen and one teams maybe those top four get buys. But after that, like I think it should. You need more teams in here, personally. Yeah. I, but now I it feels like it kind of like an NCAA tournament almost, where it's you're going out. You're, you're not playing at home now. It's not the NIT. This no, is the NCAA fine. tournament. That's fine. And yeah. we have neutral sites now. It'd be really cool if they played like you know they had pods and stuff like that. <laughs> they played, you know, at, at certain sites, and people just go watch. But we just go play at Mohegan the whole tournament. How how cool would that be? <laughs> well, at least the final four. I don't know about the whole tournament, but anyway, East Catholic is your top seed here. 
They have a bye. They get. They're going to end up playing Holy Cross, who one of the only Division One game who was. Yeah, they knocked off the champs. Yeah, no name of Fairfield has gone home. The defending champions, as as Sean alluded to. Uh, You ever have a second round matchup again by Simsbury and Danbury? Danbury, Simsbury has been in one of those lurk teams that lurk, and it's a very solid team. Greg Stillman, the coach, does a nice job. As does Casey Bach at Danbury. It should be. It's a very interesting contrast of styles matchup. Um, Again, neutral site. Where are we putting that game? Where's that? I can't see. Plainville. At, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, at Wilton? No. Oh, Simsbury Danbury? It's at Wilby. At Wilby. Should be interesting to see how many people they uh, they get for that game. Sacred Heart awaits the winner of Fairfield, Fairfield Prep. Prep and Trinity Catholic. Yep. Interesting first-round game. I think Sacred Heart is going to be too tough for either team in that regard. Uh, Trumbull and Hamden. A lot of people are very intrigued by this game. Which Hamden team will show up? Will it be the one that played Notre Dame Heart? Will it be the different team? Trumbull with Hamden. Tim- Playing basically on like with basically a home court for them, they're the 12 seed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trumbull's got to come to Floyd. I know that's that's what the thing when you have a limited amount of sites that you can have these games right. in, and Trumbull with Tim and Williams and the FCX semifinals disappointing for them that they didn't even get to the final. They lost to the Richfield team and made that great run to in, in Jimmy St. Pierre, as we alluded to earlier. So, that's a great second round game. Uh, on Wednesday night, yes, Wednesday night. Notre Dame West Haven, we've talked about with Kevin. Ugh. It's the winner of Hill House Cross. We've been over that. Gross. Uh, Mac of the Richfield, again, an interesting two contrasting, two styles of low scoring. I was a first team to 45 wins that game. Do they have a, do they, just quick one. That the, game's at Pomperog, correct? It's at Pomperog, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's basically a Danbury championship game. It's really, th- I mean, again, yeah, Immaculate didn't win the, uh, win the SWC, but they're clearly the best team in right. that league, one right. of the best teams in that league. Richfield just wins the FCAC. Now this is like the for the Kings. Well, then you maybe have Dan. Well, Richfield beat Danbury, so this is like the – this is like for bragging rights in town. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it should be a very interesting game, and Richfield's kind of the hot hand right now. But Macklin played did everything they had to do to win that game, except they – a great <laughs> shot by Max. Except, yeah. Mad Max. So, Ambassador awaits the winner of uh, – NFA Weaver. NFA Weaver, an interesting game. At Floyd Little. Uh, correct, at Floyd Little Athletic Center. That would be the day after Trumbull. They're playing on the 7th. Yeah, that's the thing. With, again, that's they already starting to space out these mm-hmm. teams. So, so some teams are going to be playing back-to-back, and, and Bassick and Sacred Heart aren't going to have to open until Thursday, it looks like, uh, unless they've uh, changed dates uh, between now and then. And in the bottom half, you've got East Hartford and, and Windsor, two CCC <laughs> schools. East Hartford has nothing to lose here. Nope. They, it's the same thing as the Hill House uh, – it's the, same, it's the same argument. Same thing. And then... Uh, Couldn't they just, like, just switch, maybe made Hill House the 11 seed and cry? Oh, man, what a well, That's when you... If, you, if they ever, ever comes a day where they see... After yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't like the idea. I've, I've kind of warmed to the idea, but that's a lot of work. It's easy for me to sit here and pop it. That's something that they would have to do. I think the argument is maybe we shouldn't have this decided in May. I think yeah. that's the biggest issue. But anyway, my final four, I... Again, I'm not... Deterring too far away. East, Sacred Heart, Bassick, and I went with Wilbur Cross. I have Wilbur Cross going in the semifinals. I'm riding the hot hand. I'm sure Hill House will love that if they're, <laughs> if they're even listening to this at the, before the game tonight. Um, and I have East Catholic and Bassick, and I picked Bassick 30 years after their undefeated season in 1989 to win their that's first day good. championship. Really? I went with Bassick. Wow. That's 
that would be great for Bridgeport. I mean, I mean, this is the, it's been a really rough few couple of years or few years, you know, take away Colby Cathedral, I, I guess. But for the public schools in Bridgeport, it's been really tough. And if Bassett came out of this bracket with a championship, that would be, I don't know. The of course, they could easily lose the Windsor. I mean, if the Windsor team we saw well, that's the first Bassett half. for you. Yeah, I mean. Oh, Bassett, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying easily because. Basic is I, like the Syracuse of the of the, of the CIC well, Windsor, term, where I, they 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 could lose the, the first round of the Richmond Spider. I saw yeah, I saw a great December game between Windsor at Bass a couple of years ago. It was just up and down. I think it was like eighty nine, eighty seven. It's yeah. kind of similar to what East and um, East and Windsor was. And I listen, that would be Basic Windsor would be a great great game. But I'm going to take the role of Basic. I mean, East Catholic right. to me is the best team in this division. Yep. And I, we haven't even talked about Sacred Heart and well, Nate Tabor. And, and, and listen, that guy is the wild card. Nate Tabor can carry that team to a championship. To me, uh, only four teams can win the whole thing. Windsor, Bassick, East, and Sacred Heart. I mean, I, and it's not the, no knock against Cross. There's no knock against Notre Dame or anybody else. It's just I think it's just too hard in this division to win four games. You have to have your A game all the time. Even then, it's not good enough. And I think those two teams are the four best teams. Now, somebody else wins it. To me, it's one of the best, greatest upsets I've ever seen. If any of those other teams other than those four win Division One, you got yourself a story because it's going to be really hard. It is. You know, you it is, it's like it's – What, to win this thing? Yeah. Any of those other teams win – do Trumbull win – I mean, Trumbull wins four, wins four games in this division. God bless them. I mean, that's – yeah. And again, if people want to be motivated, great. I hope I hope somebody goes and does it and makes me look bad because that will be a great, great story. Well, well last year's tournament was absolutely tremendous, especially as we got into the quarterfinals and the semifinals. The quarters, they were great games. Great I mean, it's games. gonna be it's gonna be so hard to duplicate that, but we'll hopefully. I know it we, will. we we sit here and we criticize this a lot, but but a couple of things here. Like the Sacred Heart is a fourth seed. <laughs> I mean, they 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 got in, so they they do it by points. They do it by total points, which is what. Uh, there's a formula, right? Yeah, it's a formula, right? Right. So they 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 missed out on the three C by one by one point. Bassett got the three C with one ninety points in this formula, and Sacred Heart had one eighty nine. So instead of so so if we're gonna get Sacred Heart and East Catholic, that's gonna be in the semifinals, not at Mohegan Sun. That's tough. Because um, I don't know. I think Sacred Heart's better than both Bassett and Nordic. So I don't know how that, you know, just because they won 19. East, East Sacred Hearts is just a great game. I mean, uh, yeah, but you, that's a game that I, I thought was going to be a shoo-in for, for – not shoo but I, at least you, you would have a potential of playing that at Mohegan Sun. Well, the problem and, was Bassick was able to jump right with the point until it was able to jump Right, Sacred because they Heart. played a tough schedule. Listen, Sacred Hearts schedule, I think, I'm sure that factors into it, right? Sure, it does. Uh, NBL wasn't you know, as strong NBL this year. was not good this year. No, it wasn't, um, and they played a couple – So a that's probably what's killing them there. Uh, but, I mean, you know uh, – I would love maybe maybe you play the semifinals also because we can well that's what I said that would be a great that'd be great but you know what Kelly Clarkson's there that that Friday night so forget it yeah well (laughs) well listen this is I mean we're gonna see in a couple weeks we're gonna see who the state the four champions are and um, it should be a great tournament Sean I'm looking for oh I can't wait I'm gonna be out a few of these games I'm gonna be covering for the paper and the game time CT of course Joe Murley will be at the big big games all week. Um, you know, we're going to – I know we last week and two weeks before we talked about our, our trivia question – not trivia question, but our, our poll question. We're going to kind of 
we're going to push that to the end of the season because uh, we still need to get that uh, better out. And there's been some problems getting it in. So whatever, no big deal. But uh, again, so you're at uh, the, you're going to be basically following the SEC path here. Right? You're going to be at Wilbercross Hill House. And probably at, Notre- at Shelton on Wednesday for the Notre Dame yeah, game. Yeah, Notre Dame game. And so. then I'll probably be somewhere as well. It should be tremendous. I, I can't wait. And and then before you know, this whole season will be over. And But... From here until now, we have a lot to talk about. So, uh, anyway, so for Joe Morelli, I am Sean Patrick Bowley. Thank you for listening to the Joe Morelli Podcast. We'll see you next week.